On this bonus episode of Radio Survivor, we are celebrating World Radio Day uh, on February 13th. My name is Eric Klein. I am a producer and host of this radio program, and usually Paul Reismendel is here with me when we make radio together. Uh, today, he set up this interview, or he um, encouraged me to set up this interview, and I'm sure glad he did. A radio Survivor, this program, generally covers the world of college radio, community radio, non-commercial radio, uh, podcasting and internet radio when it resembles those other categories, when they're focused on communities. Uh, but most of the time, we cover radio in the United States only. World Radio Day was the hook. It's the reason we reached out to today's guest. And now I'm hooked on covering community radio on the whole rest of the planet. Uh, I really enjoyed this interview, and I want to get right into it. I hope you enjoy it as well. We are joined on Radio Survivor today by Francesco Diasio. He's the Secretary General of AMARC, which is the World Association of Community Radio Broadcasters. Francesco, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Did I say it right? AMARC or AMARC? Yeah, yeah, it's correct. AMARC, AMARC. Yeah, um, <laughs> because correct. the... Yeah. The acronym doesn't match up with English anyway, so we can... No, not, not really, because uh, it comes from uh, French and uh, uh, more in detail in Québécois, uh, because the association was set up in 84 in, uh, in Quebec, in Montreal, and it means Association Mondiale des Artisans des Radios Communautaires. Donc, uh, it's the word association of the artisans of community radio. Artisans, all right. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that to use in my daily life. I'm an artisan of community <laughs> radio, and you're you're um you're located in Brussels. Yeah, exactly. And so tell me, uh, you you just gave us a brief history of the name Amark. Uh, what what is Amark, and how how does its work support community radio, uh, across the globe? Well, um, Mark now, um, I mean, is, uh, is the World Association of the, the, this community radio movement. And the, and the community radio movement is huge and very, very diverse. Uh, when we talk about community radios, you know, we have uh, campus radio stations, micro radio stations, sometimes religious radio stations, but also, you know, having a, a very, very concrete impact with social actions on the population. You have, you know, uh, anarchist radio stations, militant radio stations, uh, information radio stations. So the first thing that we have to acknowledge is the huge diversity of this sector. Uh, and it is a growing diversity because, of course, the uh, broadcasting or netcasting platform are increasing. So we have radio stations uh, on, on the internet, on traditional FM. Uh, very soon we are going to have radio stations on, uh, on digital terrestrial uh, frequencies, on satellites, etc. Etc. So, what does a mark uh, can do in all uh, this diversity? A mark is simply trying to uh, reinforce the sector on one hand and to promote it and to be, you know, a kind of trade union, a kind of thread between uh, the uh, far radio stations. Uh, uh, very often, uh, these are radio stations which are at the periphery of the globe, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. In uh, and and on the other hand, the institutions. 
institutions uh, at the international level, but also on a national level, which are supposed uh, to put in place a concrete legal framework uh, for uh, radio stations. And when we say uh, a legal framework, uh, it is a plural and pluralistic uh, legal framework, which means at the end, uh, democracy. Um, so um, it is very important for us uh, to work on a, on a legal uh, level also because when we deal about broadcasting, we deal about frequencies uh, and we deal about a common good. Uh, frequencies are a common good. So it must be managed uh, for the good uh, of all of us, uh, of all the population. Uh, and it goes in the same um, direction uh, of communication rights, which are the, at the same time a basic fundamental human rights. So, well, Amark tried to put together basic human rights as, as communication rights uh, with the fundamental and good management of public goods like frequencies. Uh, now, of course, in this diversity, we are also organized in a kind of, you know, federal uh, structure. So we have organized region in uh, Latin America, in Africa, in Europe, uh, in Asia Pacific, also because according to the regions, radio stations uh, have different needs. Uh, in, in some regions, uh, we have uh, a good acknowledgement of the radio sector and the radio sector, uh, the community radio sector is wealthy. In some other regions, it, it's very, very weak and uh, it's there that we try to, uh, to have an impact, not only uh, with the uh, legal, let's say, work, but also trying to reinforce the capacity of radio stations. So it's, it's really uh, very diverse. If we want to go just, you know, very briefly, we have three main pillars in our plan of action. Uh, and the three main pillars of the plan of action correspond, uh, if you want, to the natural uh, life, the natural cycle of a radio station. The first one is the access, uh, which means access to our waves, mm -hmm. the, a good legal framework, and we, but it also means, you know, the defense of broadcasters when they are in danger. Uh, so it means, you know, having access to the International Court of Human Rights, etc., etc. The second pillar uh, is the reinforcement of the radio station, their sustainability. And it is somehow the capacity building program uh, where we focus some particular needs in Africa or in Asia or in other countries and we work uh, on that. And the third one is the outreach, the impact. And it is the information exchange. This is why Amarca has a news agency in Latin America, uh, Pulsar. Uh, there are communication for development, uh, interactive platforms, you know, to provide uh, tools uh, also to uh, all the topics related to food security and climate change. Uh, and, and there are all the other, you know, info global campaign funds for radio stations because we believe uh, that for some particular topics like, again, rights, uh, environmental rights, human rights, etc., women rights, uh, we have to act all together. So we have tried to, to put in place a kind of global campaign fund because uh, we want to work on that on, on a regular basis. So this is what we try to do in this diversity and in this huge, you know, movement of community radios. Yeah, I can't. Uh, it, my mind is swimming thinking about um, the world, the world of community radio stations, and what what that uh, what that represents, and how how it can be understood and and strengthened by an organization such as yourself. So the reason why we're talking is because uh, we're marking uh, World Radio Day that that's coming right up on February thirteenth, twenty sixteen. How does a mark 
celebrate and and commemorate World Radio Day? Uh, well, um, the, the 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 topic, the main topic of this year is, uh, uh, I mean, how radio can save lives in particular situation. In, you know, when we deal uh, with uh, uh, natural disasters, right. etc. Uh, I mean, uh, Amark um, uh, has already always worked on on, on that field. Uh, I mean, I was uh, myself among in in the, in the first emergency team uh, after the earthquake in Haiti, uh, and uh, last year uh, we have set up uh, an emergency also response to the uh, earthquake in uh, Nepal. Now we have uh, a new project in place for two years for the reconstruction of radios, but also to establish procedures, you know, uh, for journalists. Let's talk a little Uh, bit, let's let's talk a a little bit about that on the ground work, because I'm I'm really interested in, in, uh, you know, the the global perspective is amazing, but I also want to hear about how how one radio station or a number of radio stations uh, that are (laughs) are heard by individuals in their communities how how that changes lives especially in times of of uh, of disasters uh, like the yeah. nepalese earthquake so what did you what did you experience well, you know, um, I can give you both the experiences uh, of uh, Haiti and uh, and uh, yeah, Nepal. Yeah, please. Uh, the, 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 the first observation is that uh, uh, after these disasters, uh, uh, generally speaking, we need uh, an improvement and an increase uh, of information, information towards the population. And the radio remain uh, the basic uh, communication and information tool. It's the only one that you can use with two batteries. Right. Uh, you don't need, you know, uh, cell phone coverage or whatever or electricity. Uh, so, so this is the, the, and, the, the main element. And tell me about what kind of information are you talking about? Because yeah, uh, the, and this is exactly the problem. Because when we talk about information, we talk about really, you know, very concrete messages to uh, the uh, population. I mean, uh, if I have lost my uh, SIM card, where can I get the new one with the old number? Uh, where are the uh, uh, food, you know, distribution or water, uh, where can I get, you know, the new documents for this and for that. I mean, where are uh, where do we have uh, places in the hospitals? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, etc, etc. But the radio is also, you know, very useful uh, for the patients themselves uh, because when the, uh, they come uh, out from the hospitals uh, and, they, and they have, you know, very serious, you know, traumas, uh, radio can also help uh, to overcome uh, some very particular uh, psychological situation. Uh, it is a way to uh, to share uh, and uh, and uh, which uh, you know foster you know uh, comprehension. Uh, the problem is that uh, when you have this kind of natural disasters, uh, despite the need for information, uh, sometimes uh, the information itself, especially at the beginning, decreases, and it decreases for many many reasons uh, because uh, the radio stations are touched themselves uh, by, uh, you know, the, 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 the catastrophe, uh, because journalists uh, can be touched themselves or right. their family, uh, because there is, uh, and, and also because uh, even some small uh, radio station, you know, with advertisement, they don't have uh, any more uh, income uh, to pay their, uh, their journalists, so it's a kind of vicious uh, circle uh, and the information decrease. This is why it is important also uh, 
to give a quick response. The radio is also very easy when you have these kinds of response to put in place because uh, you have now, you know, uh, mobile studios that you plug and play uh, mm -hmm. with the antennas, uh, transmitters, and even audio processors <laughs> in the in the in the kit, you know, uh, ready to be put in place. So was this so, was this work that you were able to in fact accomplish by? Uh um, you know, strengthening uh, specific radio stations in Haiti and or in Nepal. Uh, so I mean, uh, after uh, the earthquake in Haiti, of course, uh, uh, we have reset up uh, some uh, radio stations, and we have also supported, you know, the team of journalists uh, working over there. Mm -hmm. And the same in Nepal. Uh, but in Nepal, we would like to go beyond. Uh, so the radio stations. Uh, so we have uh, provided uh, emergency kits at the beginning, but also radio receivers for free to the population. Uh, because of course <laughs> you can broadcast but you also need the population to listen uh, and right, uh, I was seeing on on your website a very nice looking uh, solar radio that uh, yeah. was being distributed to <laughs> yeah. people uh, uh, who are being impacted by the the Ebola outbreak in West yeah. Africa and, and yeah I mean also because as you say I mean the, these new receivers can uh, can receive you know solar uh, solar power Frank just, power. Uh, Exactly, exactly. I was, I was doing. So, but uh, to go beyond, I mean, for Nepal, the, 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 we would like to reconstruct radio station uh, more environmentally friendly. Uh, this radio station very, very often use you know generators which consume a lot of gasoline with a lot of pollution, acoustic pollution, environmental pollution, everything. So, uh, and more resilient uh, to this kind of uh, effects, but also uh, a manual for procedures uh, for journalists in case uh, of uh, other uh, emergencies. So uh, very specialized training sessions uh, for technicians, uh, for maintenance and reparation, for journalists on how to approach you know, uh, the information needs uh, when there is an urgency, uh, and then a manual uh, with precise procedures for follow-up. Wow, and I, it occurs to me uh, as we're talking in the middle of the uh, the interview that we're talking about community radio stations in the United States. That has a very specific definition. A community radio station is, uh, unless I'm confused, uh, it's it's a non-commercial station that's listener supported, um, uh, oftentimes staffed by a mixture of uh, paid staff and volunteers. Uh, is that sort of is that the sort of radio stations we're talking about in these other parts um. of the globe? Um, this is a very good question, very pertinent, um, because uh, it is also related to the diversity of the sector. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, of course, uh, the, uh, the basic value of the non-profit uh, media outlet uh, is uh, everywhere. Uh, but uh, despite all, uh, many radio stations uh, have, you know, uh, staff uh, and they developed uh, particular economic models. And the Italian legislation, for instance, community radio stations can do uh, up to 5% of the uh, on-air time, which is three minutes per hour, which is not bad. Of course, some radio stations uh, use this opportunity. Some other radio stations, for political reasons, of course, refuse to do any advertisement. And there are radio stations mm -hmm. uh, surviving since more than 40 years now uh, without any advertisement. In France, uh, there is a fantastic model because 
was there is a, a this so-called fund de soutien à l'expression radiophonique, which is a public fund. Um, and the public fund is generated uh, by a small percentage of the income uh, coming from the advertisement of commercial media, okay. <laughs> uh, and it goes to uh, to community media and community media, uh, community radio uh, can have you know up to uh, fifty to sixty percent uh, of the yearly budget uh, thanks to uh, public funds. So they don't do advertisement at all uh, because of course they have a public uh, support. So the models are very very uh, diverse. Yeah. What, uh, what about anyway? What about in these but communities? But anyway, I mean the value the value of the nonprofit anyway it's everywhere there. Yeah. What What about specifically? You know, I I can imagine. I can imagine this working in Europe, um, you know, the way you described in France, where there's this uh, very clear structure of funding. What about what about like in Haiti, where where civil society um, is is shaky at best? How how do these radio stations stay on the air? Yeah, uh, I mean, um, uh, it's again a very, very pertinent question. I mean, uh, it's not just Haiti. I had the chance to uh, to work a lot also in other uh, uh, developing countries mm-hmm. like uh, Congo, DRC, uh, etc. Yeah, okay. And these are radio stations with, uh, that uh, have, you know, a very, very uh, delicate <laughs> uh, economic uh, model. Uh, some of them are just based on uh, on volunteers. Some others uh, try to put to Together, uh, small activities for the community in order to overcome the costs of the radio. It could be, for instance, an internet cafe. We have okay. to imagine situation where, for instance, there is no internet uh, for uh, for several kilometers. So um, these are services for the for the in in one station. Imagine in Haiti, uh, I remember that uh, one of the sources of income was to recharge. Uh, cell phones because in the houses they don't have electricity so the community uh, go to the radio station and there is a wall uh, full of cell phones you know charging uh, because uh, it, it is the only opportunity some of them you know distribute uh, short messages and mm-hmm. they are paid for that uh, some others uh, also try to fulfill uh, of course not in Haiti, but in other countries, also a kind of public interest uh, service to the population. So um, they, they, there are some agreements, you know, with the local councils, uh, and they put on air the local council, which is a public service because uh, while we have this kind of channels on a national uh, level, you know, broadcasting, you know, the parliament or whatsoever. Uh, I mean, we just community radio station can do this kind of service to the population on a local level. So there are many, many models. Uh, anyway, in, in Haiti, Congo, it's very, very, very difficult. <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating. So I, I'd like to know more about um, other models, perhaps definitely, you know, uh, maybe focusing on the developing world, uh, models that, that AMARC uh, would like replicated, that, that things that are, do, that are um, being run well as far as a community radio landscape goes. Well, uh, I think that uh, the issue of the sustainability for a radio station, uh, and especially a community radio station, is the basic, uh, is the basic issue. Uh, of course, uh, no one would like to do advertisement, uh, and in especially uh, even when we have advertisement, uh, it's not for sure for the big multinational, but it's very often, you know, for uh, local cultural initiatives, <laughs> which of course don't pay that much. So the issue of sustainability is the main issue. The problem, uh, I believe, is the social sustainability of the radio. It's not just the financial sustainability. Uh-huh. It's the social 
sustainability. I mean, uh, when a radio station is really uh, deep-rooted uh, in its social context uh, and is coherent uh, with its community, I mean, I believe that the radio station can overcome uh, all the uh, financial problems because you can put in place initiatives, you can have a, a cultural initiative. I mean, uh, in, in some countries you can or you can organize concerts or festivals yeah. I mean uh, so there are many many ways to uh, involve to provide a service to your community and uh, and in the meantime to, to keep surviving so, so this is why I believe that the main issue is the social sustainability yeah that that rings true to me uh, and my experience is only with a handful of community radio stations in uh in the well-developed cities of the west coast of the United States, and then, and yet that still rings very true to me that that developing a, a good um, a, a good social what, a social institution is that how you so, yeah that I, social sustainability social sustainability for for community yeah. radio um, I'm going to start using that even here in Portland, Oregon, um, <laughs> and uh, so we should talk again about um, well, there's other. Th- there's other concerns that AMARC has on its list its list of themes for today's uh, or, or this week's celebration of World Radio Day that I'd like to get into. Uh, one was um, uh, freedom of expression for journalists yeah. and uh, safety um, yeah. and, and the, the statement that, that their safety and their ability to do their work should be disaster proof. Um, yeah. How does AMARC you know, do that work? The, the issue of safety, yeah, the, the issue of safety is a is a, is a very very uh, delicate question. Uh, we had just one week ago, uh, last Friday, in Paris, uh, an international conference uh, organized by UNESCO. Uh, we were partner of it, of course, with other uh, international organizations like the World Association of Newspapers, uh, the uh, International Federation of Journalists, but also with the representatives of member states uh, within uh, UNESCO, which means within the United Nations. And the issue of safety uh, is crucial because imagine that 96% of victims uh, or acts against journalists uh, are done again against local journalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, 96% is huge. We And local journalists, we know very well uh, that are the, the most, you know, fragile uh, because, of course, they have less visibility. Uh, sometimes they have less resources, etc., uh, etc. Et um, so, uh, we believe that, uh, uh, and there is the, a common uh, sense, a common feeling also among, you know, the uh, public service broadcasters that only uh, working Together, I mean, with, uh, reinforcing also alliances between local media, community media, but also, you know, uh, public uh, broadcasters uh, to continue, uh, you know, de- uh, denunciating, I mean, to continue you know, to highlight this and to, to, right. to, uh, and to work on that together. I mean, uh, it's, it's really um, a, a crucial topic, yes. I can imagine it's, it's very difficult in certain... Uh, my my mind is wandering to certain uh, um, troubling troubling uh, local 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 places where you know like I'm thinking about Mexico where yeah, the yeah, of course, where the, the drug war is making journalism an extremely dangerous job. Um, I also yeah, wonder yeah. about uh, war zones. I mean, are are of there course. are there community radio stations that still are functioning for people like in places like like Syria? 
Well, you know, um, these are places where uh, we try uh, to put in place small experiences. Uh, also because, uh, I mean, community media uh, can also be a fundamental element for, uh, you know, dialogue uh, after, so in post-conflict zones. Right. Uh, so in Syria, uh, now uh, we have put in place, I mean, not uh, a mark directly, but uh, another uh, partner organization uh, project to support, uh, you know, community media for now uh, it's difficult to talk you know about a secure yeah, you know, of course. access uh, but anyway uh, these are reflections around around the topic uh, also in other uh, in other zones like uh, uh, Yemen uh, we had experiences in uh, in Libya and we try to support uh, the movement of uh, free broadcasters in Libya but you know these are broadcasters that can be on air uh, for one week and then they are obliged to switch off for for uh, 15 days uh, and then they can start broadcasting again so I mean uh, and again uh, I mean the, the main issue is the security uh, of persons you know uh, putting on air the radio station um, I, I, I believe that uh, the most interesting uh, experience uh, that we have done um, in, in the Mediterranean uh, basin uh, was uh, and is still related to Tunisia uh, because Tunisia is the only uh, country uh, that succeed, in fact, uh, to have a, a more or less, you know, democratic shift. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and Amark was working in Tunisia with Tunisian colleagues uh, since 2005, and it was uh, still under the dictatorship of uh, Ben Ali, because at that time it, uh, uh, a United Nations uh, big, you know, um, meeting was taking place in Tunisia. It was the World Summit on Information Society. Uh, and it was in 2005. It was the first multi-stakeholder uh, high-level meeting on information society. Oh, and, to it, and, and to do it in Tunisia uh, was a paradox because it was like to do a kind of uh, environmental uh, meeting in a nuclear <laughs> central, yeah. in a nuclear plant. So, because at that time, Tunisia was really under the dictatorship. So under the dictatorship prior to prior to their revolution that touched off the Arab Spring, uh, so-called Arab, Spr- Arab Spring revolutions across the, the region, yeah. I imagine uh, community radio stations were were non-existent but i'm i'm spe- i'm just making stuff up and then how did that change uh, as they transitioned to democracy and how are things now in tunisia well uh, in fact, uh, what we have started to do uh, since the beginning, so since 2007, so four years before the, the revolution, uh, was to help our Tunisian colleagues uh, to start putting in place uh, internet uh, radio stations. So we had a couple of very interesting experiences uh, with some colleagues. Also, uh, what I can tell you is that at that time, uh, we were experimenting other uh, broadcasting tools in order to overcome this censorship. Mm. What we were doing at that time was uh, that we have put in place uh, a production center in Tunis. Of course, it was uh, you know, a clandestine uh, production center, um, but uh, with a full studio. Uh, then, at the time, I was uh, still in Rome. Um, uh, then, from uh, Tunisia, they were sending, uh, with uh, just a very secure FTP, uh, all the recorded uh, small pieces, uh, program, a feature, an interview, what 
whatever uh, to Rome uh, where we had you know a kind of uh, uh, central system where we were taking all this putting on a streaming uh, but in the meantime uh, send it to Milan which is in the north of Italy from Milan up to satellite uh, via Hotbird because in Tunisia all the houses receive uh, have a satellite uh, you know platform and they receive satellite channels so they could receive a free radio station via satellite through the television wow. but again and it was and, and it is very difficult to, to cut satellite uh, radios because when you broadcast on satellite you broadcast on a bouquet on different channels so for Tunisians it was a nightmare uh, and uh, we did this in 2007 and 2008 so when we arrived to the revolution somehow uh, we had already a prepared field uh, to work with other colleagues also because uh, we were still working with other international organizations uh, for freedom of expressions and when the revolution happened uh, the first president uh, of the newly established regulatory authority uh, was a colleague of us because it was an activist i mean uh, an old man uh, with a lot of experience that and he was the coordinator of this tunisia monitoring group in this freedom of expression let's say framework uh, and so it became for us very easy also to continue work with, with him, mm -hmm. to, to put in place the new legislations, uh, to create a, a, a good legal framework for community media. And now we have uh, 12 licensed community radio stations uh, with a full recognition uh, in, the, in the law, uh, with the regulatory authority that have established, you know, the, uh, all the different uh, uh, levels of uh, regulations for them. So, I mean, it's completely, completely recognized. And those are terrestrial stations now in Tunisia. Of course, FM. And, we, and there is a network of around uh, 12 community radio stations. Uh, they have created their own uh, national association. It's called UTMA, Union Tunisienne des Médias Associatifs. Uh, and uh, we have done all this you know, path uh, together since 2005. So since the World Summit on Information Society held uh, that time in June. Wow, so that's very exciting. It's almost an exemplar, uh, a, good, a very good example of the work that you're doing. Um, uh, and it sounds yeah. like a success story. I'd like, to, I'd love to know more about community radio <laughs> in Tunisia. Yeah. But I, I would like also to tell you more, but probably it would be good to tell it off the records. <laughs> uh, also, because, I mean, uh, uh, we have, you know, one of the problems in Tunisia uh, was that uh, you cannot, uh, you cannot uh, have your own broadcasting uh, technology, I mean, your own transmitter. So you have to uh, pass by a kind of national office. Uh -huh. uh, they provide you the frequency. They provide you the transmitter, etc., uh, etc. Et but you pay a lot. And this uh, is this is you, before the revolution, or after? And it, and it was before the revolution, and of course just after the revolution. Okay. So one of the points for us that were very crucial was to break down the monopoly of this institution. So to give to give radio station the possibility to say, look, I want to broadcast with my own transmitter, or to say, look, I don't want any trouble. Uh, please uh, give me your service, and I pay you for that. Of course, they have in. Uh, 
very, very high prices, also because before the revolution, the just private radio stations were commercial radio stations, so they can anyway afford to pay uh, that much. Also because there were very few, uh, and they had more or less the monopoly of advertisement. So, I mean, for commercial radio stations, it was a paradise. Anyway, uh, one of the things that we had to do was to break down this monopoly of this uh, national office. Uh, and uh, to do so, uh, we have also, you know, facilitated uh, radio station to get their own uh, transmitters, uh, of course, in a very... <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> we have facilitated okay. uh, to, to, to get them transmitters. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's fascinating. So another theme uh, for World Radio Day that I wanted to discuss with you was, oh, and I should say, just in case, this is how we do it on the radio, but I stopped getting... <laughs> Because it's a podcast, uh, we're speaking on. Yeah, we're on the yeah, line yeah. with Francesco Diasio, the Secretary General of AMARC, AMARC, which is the World Association of Community Radio Broadcasters. And um, I should ask because I, because uh, I don't understand uh, the United Nations very well. How how is AMARC related to the United Nations? Well, you know, uh, United Nations is um, is composed uh, by different agencies, uh, and these agencies are thematic agencies. So there is the agency of the UN dealing, uh, for instance, with the women affair, and it's uh, UN women. Mm -hmm. There is the uh, agency of the United Nations dealing with uh, cultural diversity, and this is UNESCO. This is the, the uh, UN agency for food security and agriculture. FIO, the yeah. UN agency for, you know, um, the management of the spectrum, so our waves, uh, and it is the ITU. So, I mean, there, there are several agencies. No, mm -hmm. uh, Amark, of course, uh, believes that to have uh, a dialogue uh, with uh, this institution is quite important. Uh, so, uh, we work uh, with some of these agencies, of sure. course, not all of them, uh, with particular uh, issues. So, for instance, we are invited uh, to attend the meetings of the uh, ITU, uh, in especially the group related to development. I, ITU itself is divided in different subgroups. We run, uh, we run some campaigns with UN Women for uh, gender. Uh, we work a lot with FIO uh, with some programs related to food security and how to use community radio stations in some particular rural areas. And sometimes we have we try to connect this uh, also with the political level um, work that we do. Uh, so one of the uh, products of the delivery of this year will be a study uh, on regulation uh, measures that should be undertaken in rural areas for uh, ICT, which means cell phones and traditional radio, because we know that in some places they don't have access. And for cell phones is the same, uh, because uh, when it is not a financially viable, uh, companies refuse to, to, to cover zone. Mm. Uh, um, so, uh, and, uh, so, I mean, and this is part of the job. So, this is why uh, we try to work and to connect uh, with them in some particular topics. Yeah, uh, we could, we could, uh, we could spin off into any of those things that you just mentioned and probably talk <laughs> for a long time. Let's, let's yeah. focus on uh, another one of the themes from the World Radio Day that I picked off, I picked off your website that we should talk about. Um, that you guys are online at uh, amarc.org, uh, Amark, and 
Oh, the, yeah. the theme that I want to talk about next. Very old website. Uh, <laughs> it's, more or less the, it's more or less a website which dates uh, like uh, 1984, like uh, when Amark was created. It's not even uh, Web uh, 1.0. It's 0.0. <laughs> Those are my favorite kinds of websites. I, I don't need all that fancy JavaScript messing me up. Anyway. So uh, uh, one of the themes is radio empowers survivors and vulnerable people whose right to privacy should be protected. So that's that's almost a two-part uh, theme that I want to talk about now. And it, of course, it relates to um, the the overall theme, which is radio in times of emergency and disaster, and how important community radio is. Uh, to, to So let's let's talk about uh, empowering survivors and vulnerable people, as opposed to just informing them. Because we, we did talk about um, getting vital information, life-saving information, um, ways to get back on back to normality i guess paths towards towards a normal life and and you know how to charge your cell phone yeah. in fact but what is what does empowering survivors mean oh well you know empowering survivors uh, is also you know trying to to go behind uh, the the catastrophe to restart a normal life, as I as I told you before, I mean one of the things that uh, in Haiti was very very touching was you know people um, coming out from the hospitals. I mean after uh, having you know serious uh, injuries. I mean and. Um, um, and so the radio can allow to talk, to share, uh, sometimes to demystify. Uh, so I believe it's really a kind of uh, uh, internal, but also public in the meantime, you know, at the same time, uh, way of, uh, of, sharing, uh, of sharing something. And, and the radio is in a way a very, very accessible tool. The radio is, is anonymous. I mean, uh, we don't see anybody. Uh, we just hear a voice. Uh, we can hear a story and uh, we can empathize with the story. So, I mean, uh, I, I, I think that this is a very, very important element. I mean, the, the, the human factor uh, of the radio. Uh, and I believe that this human factor is probably still the big difference between uh, radio and the other media outlets, television or internet. I mean, uh, probably less now, but at the beginning, I mean, the radio was, you know, uh, the, the place where people could call directly, uh, take, you know, a position during a round table mm -hmm. or, you know, make a dedication of a song or this or that. I mean, and this is radio. I mean, these countries, uh, radio is still uh, like this. I mean, there is a, a very direct relationship with the listeners and, uh, uh, and with the community. I mean, the community of listeners, I mean, itself. So uh, I believe it's more that. Yeah, and how so? So that's how does a mark on a on a larger scale um, encourage that or 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 help 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 foster that connection? Because it's it's one thing I agree it's it's a beautiful it's why we love radio. Uh, yeah. So how how does how does an agency that that with such a global perspective? Um, well, you know, do that um, work? when uh, uh, as I told you, I mean, after this Nepali um, earthquake, yeah. uh, we also thought that it was important to uh, directly support uh, radio stations 
for production. Uh, this is um, a debate, you know, many organizations are against uh, supporting directly financially radio mm-hmm. stations for production. They they give, you know, technical devices, you know, they give you uh, expertise, uh, capacity building workshop, etc., etc. But in that case, I, 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 I thought that it was fundamental to support them just for production so uh, um, this is a way uh, so when, when when we put in place a project we should try to understand which are the real uh, needs you know sometimes uh, better to provide them the way to uh, to continue to go on air uh, to involve people and you know it's more important uh, than just you know a, a new uh, you know recorder so um, or probably both of them. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that, this is what we have tried to do: uh, support for production, direct support for uh, for radio stations. Yeah. Which means to distribute a small amount of money to radio stations in order to continue. But you know, when we talk a small amount of money, it's really something symbolic. I mean, it's really uh, something like uh, you know, a few hundreds of uh, of dollars. But you know. Uh, it's uh, it's important for them. Yeah, I, I imagine that perhaps that, uh, that can uh, start. Especially if you do it on a regular basis. If you say like, okay, now for six months we can support you with, uh, I don't know, $100 per month. For them, it's uh, it's huge. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's, lo- it's very encouraging also uh, because they, 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 they feel that uh, uh, their production is appreciated. So it creates, you know, a positive engagement. It's... Uh, um, yeah. So that that work is accomplished by Amark um, in in regions of serious disaster. Is is that ever something that's? Um, is there any work that's similar to this um, in places that haven't been well, recently you know, impacted? Uh, you know, um, Amark. I mean, uh, is just a, an association. So uh, sometimes we have members, and sometimes there are some other community radio stations which are not members, but which are anyway important for our movement. Mm-hmm. I have I, I had the chance to uh, to visit uh, Japan and to go in the north of the country uh, where I could meet with the radio stations uh, uh, working uh, just after the tsunami um, that took place a few years ago. Uh, uh, and it was also interesting to see uh, how uh, the small community media movement in Japan, uh, you see, is also working when uh, when there are these kind of uh, uh, of disasters. And how, for instance, the uh, the government reacted because uh, one of the uh, decisions uh, after all this was uh, to uh, put in place. I mean, not in in every city, but in some in some places, um, municipal radio stations, which means, you know, uh, radio stations uh, uh, where the frequency is allocated uh, to the city, uh, to the town, uh, and, it is, and the programs are, uh, you know, done uh, by uh, the different associations or uh, small volunteers or whatsoever. Um, and this is also a way to say, uh, okay, if there is a disaster, we know that radio has a particular duty and it is important to have it over there. Uh, 
uh, now again, if you want, uh, the, the issue is always the same because when we talk about community radios, uh, we don't have just, you know, to mention access. Again, I come back on the example that we did before. Uh, some registrations have a very, very small uh, power. Uh, I, I talk about one watt up to 20 watts, uh, which is really nothing in a city uh, like Rome. Uh, community anarchist radio stations broadcast with uh, one kilowatt and, uh, and half mm -hmm. uh, in a city like uh, Buenos Aires, uh, one of the most uh, uh, historical radio stations, Radio La Tribu, is broadcasting uh, with 18 kilowatts. Uh, so, I mean, huge transmitters for a huge audience. Uh, and, uh, and when in Japan they say, yes, you have access, but you have access with one watt to 20 watt, you, you also understand that access is not enough. We have to, we need access and we need access to the same, at the same level of the other local uh, broadcasters if we want really to have a huge and strong uh, impact. And this is again linked uh, to what we were saying before around the issue of sustainability because uh, of course, uh, which is the economic model that you can set up or build up if you have just a one watt uh, to, to, to broadcast that you can just cover, you know, uh, a neighborhood or a couple mm -hmm. of streets. Yeah, we, uh, so. we have um, we have a few examples of of that kind of uh, very small radio station in the United States. And um, but in the United States, you have another uh, phenomenon, which is you know the micro radio stations uh, uh, movement. Yes, which the low power is, uh, FMs. The low power FM, which is another thing, and also I believe that you have done a huge struggle for that. I, I have many yes. uh, colleagues, uh, Stephen Danifer, uh, the, the guys of Prometheus, uh, etc. Yeah, Prometheus. Uh, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know them. And I also believe that uh, the political work that uh, uh, you have undertaken in the U.S. was very good good because the FCC recognized that work. Yes. So, uh, so it, it was very successful. I know that. But yeah. this is another movement. I mean, this is really the low-power FM, you know, movement. And you had mentioned uh, the, a, a one-watt radio station, an anarchist radio station in Italy. Is that, is that a legal station? Of course. Okay. Uh, well, you course. say of course. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't, I mean, we don't have any. We don't have any legal one watt. And oh, maybe we do now <laughs> because of low power fam. But it it reminds me of um, well before one of the things I've learned working on this uh, program on Radio Survivor from from our guests. We've, we we we've talked about pirate radio in the past, and yeah. um, we still have a pirate radio community in the United States that are broadcasting uh, against the federal regulations. And one of our guests was talking about. Um, it, it, is, it is his educated opinion that the reason why this is happening is because uh, these, a lot of these broadcasters in particular are, uh, are, are community stations. They're pirate radio stations, but they're, they're, um, they're broadcasting specifically to, to immigrant communities that don't have yeah. any other community radio stations. And so yeah. it's, it's his educated opinion that they should be um, brought into the legal framework of uh -huh. radio since it, and not be excluded, and then they wouldn't be pirates anymore. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that's a part of Amark's work. Well, uh, you know, um, just after the revolution, took out to go back in Tunisia. Uh -huh. Of course, they, we had no legislation, no regulatory framework, etc., etc. But one, one of the first things that we have suggested, of course, it was just a suggestion to our colleagues, was to switch on, to switch on the transmitters and start broadcasting. Yeah. So at the end, the legislation had to recognize that. Uh, the legislation, anyway... 
legislations are always slower uh, than movements. So, um, I mean, so at the beginning, so uh, these legislations were technically pirate, of course. Uh, Now, uh, it it is not the ambition of AMARC uh, to push for uh, pirate uh, broadcasting, because on the other hand, we want legislations and we want good legislation. So it's it's not our ambition. Nevertheless, in many cases, uh, this also uh, concerns, you know, it's also related to the issue of the appropriation, again, of a public good. I mean, I say this because um, again, in Italy, the movement of uh, community radio stations um, is very, very linked to political and social movements. Mm-hmm. And so it happened more than one time to switch on, uh, for some particular reasons, uh, uh, a pirate uh, frequency uh, in some uh, moments. I remember very well uh, that uh, the experience that was done in, uh, in 2001 in Genoa during the coverage of the G8 where the uh, very violent uh, uh, reactions of the police against all the demonstrators. I mean, you can go uh, on the internet and, 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 and search images about that. It was really extremely violent and it was probably the first time where uh, eight different community radio stations were working together and we have switched on a pirate frequency over the city and all the other uh, cities, I mean, uh, where the radio stations were belonging, uh, were uh, broadcasting at the same time, so a kind of national coverage um, on the internet, on the FM, etc., etc., on these events. Mm-hmm. And it, it is not the case that this radio station was evicted, uh, again, violently by the police uh, during uh, these demonstrations. I can uh, try to uh, to see if I have some audio of, the, of that eviction, because if, of course it was on air, so everything was recorded. Um, sure, I'd love, to, I'd love to have that. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I remember, I remember that story when it was when it was breaking and ongoing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, one of the things that we I wanted to address. Thank you so much but for spending again, all this time. But again, with us. no, no, oh. no. But again, I believe that uh, Amark uh, advocates for good legislation. Yes. So it's uh, it's really not the ambition to advocate to 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 be pirate. <laughs> of course, and that that makes sense to me. Uh, so radio empowers survivors and vulnerable people whose rights to privacy should be protected. Why? What is what does that addition uh, mean to you? Uh, about privacy, you mean? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, this is um, quite, you know, complex. And uh, um, I, I believe that this phrasing um, uh, is uh, respecting uh, the diversity of the radio sector that the World Radio Day would like to represent. Uh-huh. So we try to uh, to include all the different uh, um, sensitivities around uh, the theme of, uh, you know, privacy, treatment of information, um, etc. etc. Uh, I believe that privacy is not a concern uh, for the community media movement. I mean, uh, community radios. Uh, I mean, <laughs> used to respect uh, privacy, but in the meantime, also would like to provide the correct information. Um, all, the, all this is, is also uh, related, you know. I believe uh, to, to, to some particular cases where uh, the community media movement can be new or newly established and sometimes uh, there is the uh, confusion between uh, freedom of expressions and expressions for free <laughs> which I believe is not really the same thing uh, so um, uh, 
respect for privacy. Privacy should be always respected, but in the meantime, we have to respect the right to inf to to informate, uh, to information, and the right to access to information, the right to sources of information. This, I believe, is more is more important. Yeah. Well. Uh Francesco Diasio, we're, we're speaking to you because of it's to commemorate the occasion of World Radio Day. And I've taken almost nearly an hour of your time. And now I want to ask you, what can we expect on the day, on World Radio Day? What's planned? Oh, well, you know, uh, the World Radio Day is a, is a celebration. Uh, so I believe that uh, there are many, many uh, different small events uh, going on uh, around the world. Uh, there is a, an official uh, gathering in the, uh, with a broadcast, I believe, uh, at the headquarters of uh, UNESCO in Paris. Uh, many other meetings uh, in cities uh, like Marseille, which is in the Mediterranean, in the south of France. Uh, gathering together, broadcasting mm -hmm. uh, uh, from the uh, Arab countries uh, and the European countries. Uh, I know that my colleagues uh, from uh, Bangladesh and Nepal are also organizing, you know, uh, roundtable discussions, but also uh, uh, events. And uh, um, I, I, I would like um, also uh, to, to stress the uh, the fact that the radio should be fun, should be fun for people to listen, should be fun for people, uh, you know, for, for everything. So, I mean, a nice radio, a good radio is also something that we we, we have the pleasure <laughs> to listen to. Uh, and so, the, for instance, the, there is a very nice approach of a, a radio station from Germany, from the east part of Germany, so the previous, you know, um, Almania Democratic, and uh, they are going to organize, uh, not uh, really now, but very, very soon, a Festival they called Radio Revolten, uh, and uh, it's going to be like uh, uh, one week of gatherings uh, with people from all over Europe, uh, musicians, DJs, and uh, roundtables on the importance of the of the of the tool. So, I mean, many many things. Yeah. What, uh, what, would it, what, what would you recommend for an English language audience uh, listening over the internet? Oh, well, I, I would suggest to, to, to make uh, zapping uh, from uh, different channels, uh -huh. uh, try, trying to identify the, the best sound and the best content uh, for the person itself. Always in this huge, huge, huge diversity. Uh, and is there, I, any, is there anything specific planned for World Radio Day that you're aware of for, for English language audiences? Uh, Just, there's a lot no, going on. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. We are not going to do any particular broadcast. Uh, if 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 this is what you mean, no, no, no. We are not going to do that. Uh -huh. uh, we are gathering a lot of testimonies of uh, jingles and uh, audio features coming from uh, stations. We are publishing it uh, on the on the internet, but then uh, everything will go on on a, on a very local base. Yeah. Also, also because uh, FM radio is local. <laughs> yes. And so on the internet, that'll be on uh, AMARC's website, which is amarc.org. Exactly. Great. And tell me, uh, as the Secretary General of AMARC, what, what, are, what work are you uh, planning and looking forward to uh, in the near term? 
Oh well, uh, we will continue working uh, on the, on the three main uh, pillars of uh, our uh, plan of action. So, uh, as I was saying before, the uh, legal program, the capacity building program, and the information program. Uh, and in uh, in the three, uh, we have already uh, many many actions to to undertake. Uh, we will uh, reinforce some uh, country based project. Uh, we will try to open up uh, new country-based uh, projects, especially in countries uh, where there is a democratic process, for mm -hmm. instance in uh, Burma uh, or uh, in uh, some countries in uh, East Africa. Uh, uh, we will continue to work on the Mediterranean uh, basin uh, in Latin America. Uh, one important thing that we are also uh, doing is a uh, work on uh, minority languages and indigenous radio stations uh, so always in this uh, legal framework we are supporting our colleagues in uh, Guatemala uh, which are currently having a very difficult situation uh, with an appeal to the international to the inter-american sorry court of uh, human rights uh, so I mean and that's for legal for, for, for the capacity building we have already in place uh, many activities uh, uh, in particular I mean in Nepal as we said for the journalists over there but mm -hmm. also uh, in, uh, in other uh, countries. Uh, one important uh, country where uh, we are uh, developing more and more activities is Brazil. Uh, there is a huge movement over there. Uh, and so it is quite interesting also uh, to link it up uh, to, to the other activities that we are doing. Yeah, and uh, that final, yeah. The, uh, we, we should spend an hour just talking about... Uh, Brazil and what's going yeah. on. I mean, they're about to host yeah. the Olympics. They're dealing with the Zika outbreak. Uh, yeah. I know that there's a lot of social turmoil. Uh, yeah. And so I yeah, can imagine yeah. that the community yeah. radio station landscape there is is a is a very fascinating one. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, Yamark has also um, a national office over there. Uh, so we have uh, our colleagues. Uh, ah. uh, we have four persons in uh, in Rio de, de Janeiro. And uh, there is a, uh, we are, I mean, they are planning, of course, a meeting uh, to, to be done um, uh, at the end of March uh, in, uh, in Sao Paulo. But uh, uh, so, so, I mean, many things. And, and for the information uh, program. I mean, it's again to reinforce the campaign side uh, when there are particular things. Uh, I mean, one of the last that we did and was very successful was uh, during the COP21 uh, summit uh, uh, on, uh, on climate change uh, in December. Uh, so we will continue on, on, that, uh, on that track. Uh, we have the news agencies, so I mean, many, many things. Yeah, well... <laughs> Uh, Francesco Diasio, the Secretary General of the World Association of Community Radio Broadcasters, AMARC, uh, thank you so much for spending the hour with us on Radio Survivor uh, today. I really enjoyed it, and I hope we can talk again uh, sometime soon about um, any one of these things that, that now I know about. Uh, I would love to talk about them in more detail sometime in the future. <laughs> It was my pleasure, yeah. and uh, you're welcome, always welcome to contact me and, and talk about radio, Thanks. which is also a common passion, I believe. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Well, have a wonderful evening. Thanks so much uh, for spending your time with us. Thanks today. a lot. All right. Bye -bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.